When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amy Wright here with Diddy TV, and we are at the Levitt Shell today talking to Sam Outlaw before he goes on. Hi, Sam. Hello. Good to see you. Great to see you. So you are from L.A., is that right? I was born in a place called South Dakota, which is a state in America that a lot of people don't know about. But my family moved to uh, Southern California when I was 10, so I've been in Southern California most of my life, and I live in L.A. now, yeah. And Outlaw, I mean, that's... What a great last name. I know. It's, so it's my mother's maiden name. Mm -hmm. uh, my, the, the name I was born with is Morgan, which is a fine name as well. Lori Morgan's one of my favorite country singers. But yeah, Outlaw is my mother's maiden name, and uh, I've been using that name ever since I started playing out and doing music. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a great name for an artist, I have to say. Thanks. Um, so I've been listening to your music, and to me, uh, I know it's sort of in the country vein, but it sounds a lot different to me than other country artists okay. in, a, in a positive, in a good way, yeah. right? And how do you think being from California and being around artists there sort of influences your sound and maybe changes it a little bit from the norm? Sure. Um, well, you know, there was obviously uh, a rich tradition of country music that's come out of Southern California with the Bakersfield thing. And then lately I've been thinking even more about how, you know, L.A. is really the birthplace of country rock. Right. Um, the Birds, Buffalo Springfield, Graham Parsons, you know, Linda Ronstadt, all those wonderful people were kind of like at the beginning of that. So there must be something about L.A. that I think has kind of an open mind to um, creating an eclectic kind of sound and maybe even taking different styles and creating new hybrid genres. So um, there's something about L.A. Maybe it's the aesthetic of it, the hills, you've got the desert, you've got the water, um, you've got the desperation of all the actors trying to make it in Hollywood. Um, all of that stuff somehow must play into it and, and influences me somehow. And you even incorporate some mariachi and some other elements into your music. That's right. Well, I mean, you know, Mexican music and culture is obviously pervasive, um, uh, not only in California, of course, other border states as well. But I don't think you can really live in L.A. and, and, and deny the influence of that music and, and those people and all the wonderful things they've brought. So uh, I've tried to incorporate that into my sound, yeah. Did you always know you were going to be a professional musician? No. In fact, I still wonder every, <laughs> almost every day. Um, no, I mean, I, I had a career in advertising for about 10 years. Um, about halfway through that, I started playing out and, and playing music. But I think I looked around at all my friends that were impoverished trying to, trying to be singer-songwriters, and I thought, well, maybe this is an okay hobby, um, but I don't know that I need to do it full-time. But eventually, uh, the desire uh, to, I guess, pursue my actual passion which is songwriting and always has been, uh, eventually that uh, kind of started steering me in that direction. And has that evolved for you since you actually put out your first album um, from a songwriting style? Has that sort of changed? I think it has. I, I think too, you know, being a huge fan of classic country, you know, when you first start playing out, you, you know, I think everybody, they're just kind of emulating the thing that they look up to. So whether it be, you know, me, you know, fantasizing about George Jones and thinking about, you know, that music and trying try to do that. And now years later, incorporating in all the other things I love, you know, Britpop and, and classic rock and soft rock and all that stuff. So I think as a songwriter, at first you're just kind of copying the thing that you look up to. And then at least hopefully as the years go on, you start to let 
your own voice kind of come out in that somehow. So what I hear in your songs, and I love your music, by the Thank way, um, is really awesome melody. Like oh, there's yeah. melody in there, and which you don't really get in it from every artist. Yeah, it's weird to me now. I hear so many songs, even that songs that I've been told are big pop hits on the radio, and I, I hear either no hook or just kind of a bad hook. So, you know, when I first kind of came online about music, it was like most people, it was the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Everly Brothers and that kind of stuff. That music is, is so catchy and so memorable because of those melodies. So I've always felt a natural um, connection with catchy melodies. I've tried to make that a part of my music. Um, again, I f I'm just doing really two to three minute pop songs, so I don't necessarily think this is high art. But it is my favorite kind of music, really, is probably that music. It's the kind of music you listen to when you're driving in your car, right? Sure. Um, let's talk Tenderheart. That's mm -hmm. your latest album, mm -hmm. right? It came yeah. out earlier this year? came out in April. That's right. And uh, so where was that uh, recorded? Where did you It was recorded. Believe it or not, we were just recorded in uh, someone's house in the San Fernando Valley. Um, my buddy Martin Pradler, the incredibly talented engineer that I met when we made the, the first record, Angelino. He was the guy that Ry Cooter brought in to engineer that record. So I teamed up with him to make this latest record, and I just kind of produced it with him. And uh, we set up in his living room. He's got kind of a home studio there, but the tracking is literally done in his living room. So we just did it at his house in Chatsworth, California. And so you uh, were hanging out, we were writing hanging out, music, yeah. producing. Did you have any guests on the album? I was very lucky to get Bo Coster back. Bo's regular gig is playing in the, the awesome band My Morning Jacket. So he came in and did keys, and that guy is beyond uh, the fact that he's such a talented musician, just one of the sweetest and most generous people I know. Um, Taylor Goldsmith from the band Dawes was kind enough to come in and play some guitar. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then, but you know, I really mostly just used kind of like my main road band. Um, this gal Darla Hans on drums, a guy named Daniel Rimes on bass. Um, my buddy Brad Lindsay, who now lives in Nashville on guitar for a lot of it. And then the other guitar parts was uh, Danny Garcia, another close friend of mine. So it was, it was a more laid back approach. Like we weren't in a big studio. There was no kind of big name producer. Um, it was just us trying to play songs. Well, one of my favorite songs on the album is Bottomless Mimosas. Oh, I yeah. I love that song. Thanks. And, um, and there's another one, too. Um, it's uh, Everyone is Everyone's Looking, looking for, home. for Home. Yeah. Everyone's Looking for Home. And um, I was listening to both of those, and uh, they sort of have a, that sort of um, brooding quality, you know, that is um, a little less, to me, the classic, you know, Nashville kind of country, with right. a little more influence from maybe California. Sure. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. Well, let's see. Uh, starting with Everyone's Looking for Home, because that's the lead track on the record, you know, it was really just started a very simple folk song. And a simple folk song where the hook is um, Everyone's Looking for Home. And as we were making it, it gets to this instrumental part, which I didn't quite know what to do, but I realized that in some ways the song, which I started writing about someone else, has now kind of become a song about myself in some ways. Right. And, um, and that universal quest to, even once you think you've zoned in on what your kind of mission in life is, that's really just square kind of zero or square right. point one of the process of actually finding some sort of place in the world. Um, so when I get to the instrumental, that's when we realized it didn't feel right unless we went kind of nuts with this blaring, kind of almost broken mariachi sounding thing with a whole bunch of horns and strings. Um, so that song was really special to me because I tried to capture, I guess, the emotional journey that it's been leaving my more or less comfortable life to go on the road and play music. And it's often hectic and chaotic, but also rewarding. When I was listening to it, it, it sort of reminded me of... Um 
what is home kind of That's in right. my head what yeah. is home it's where the where people your say pe people, people say are, right? where your people are home is where your heart is I think all those sentiments even though cliche I think they are true um, I've got my wife I've got my baby I've got a couple friends congratulations by the way thank you um, if, if it wasn't for having those people in my life nothing would feel like home you know so even uh, as I was mentioning you earlier they uh, were staying with me in Nashville while I was kind of in and out of Nashville. And so when I get back to staying at my manager's house, it's not my home, but my right. family's there. So in a way, that's home in that time. So home is, is, is where your people are, but sometimes home is nowhere. Right. And I think that's part of life is being able to feel out of place. And I think art needs to spring from those um, moments of discomfort and of terror sometimes. Well, we would love to have you in the studio at some point to come in and play a set We'd love Diddy. to do it. We'd and do so it. We'll, we'll definitely talk to you about that. But cool. in the meantime, good luck with the rest of your tour. I know you've Thank got you. some international uh, gigs. and Mostly international, mostly yeah. International. We're going to play Hardly Strictly in San Francisco. Then we're doing another month in Europe and then going to New Zealand and Australia. So Awesome. Congratulations. Thanks so and much. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.